Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about everything embedded. And that goes from industrial to consumer to healthcare and automotive. One of the topics that is in almost every discussion these days is security. So I thought in light of that, uh, I would have on as guest Lewis Parks, who is the CEO of Veridify Security. Good afternoon, Lewis. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Um, so one of the things I'd like to talk to you about is the, the, the issue of what happens in security to like everyday people. Because our devices are continuing to get hacked. You know, we keep pushing this onto the forefront and for whatever reason, people are still getting hacked. Um, are, are you seeing the same thing? Absolutely. Um, people are are not only people are getting hacked, but the devices that they're using are um, and being used to to gather information that people are putting into those devices. And I think it's going to become a, a real focal point in light of uh, the lockdown that we're all living in today and the impact COVID is going to have on us. Well, it, it, explain that. What's the relationship between COVID-19 and, and devices getting hacked? I think that there's a lot of industrial platforms out there and things that, you know, we use that we took for granted in terms of servicing. If there's an issue, we could send somebody out into the field. They could reset it. Um, they could remove it or replace it. I think that extra step now is going to become uh, an additional thought for companies. I think the ability to access remotely, uh, diagnose, uh, and fix things securely um, is going to become a sought-after mode of operation. Um, and I think it's going to lead to a real rethinking in, in conjunction with things like Industrial 4.0 and all these other initiatives that we've heard about for the last several years. That is pretty interesting. So the ability to access stuff that hadn't been accessed before because simply you don't want somebody coming into your home. Um, and I would think that that's a, a pretty big vulnerability point. I mean, it has to be, right? Absolutely. You know, you have two sides of it. You have a security side and a privacy side. So years ago, we already had a washer and a dryer from a uh, large Korean company that claimed that they could diagnose the issues and then the service person would show up with the part to repair it. Um, that didn't work really well, and, and I think there's been some secondary attempts at that because my washing machine never really talked uh, over Wi-Fi uh, here. But you know, think about it. Even if you do need a physical visit to repair something in your home, the ability to diagnose it remotely so the service person shows up with the part, which is happening a little bit right now, and there are some companies uh, with some success at that, immediately uh, cuts the time to repair almost in half, cuts arguably the cost significantly, um, as well as you know some of the security and privacy issues. However, on the other side, you know one has to make sure that the device connecting and talking uh, to the service person is secure um, and is only being used for the correct purpose and not being used to collect data on you or spy on you. So security plays a role even in something as mundane as getting your dishwasher or your washing machine fixed in the future. Now, is there any way to do that as a retrofit? Or are you referring to new designs pretty much? Um, in the industrial IoT, there are ways of doing 
a retrofit. Um, in fact, we work with our partners at Intel and some others to do that type of work where we're uh, inserting technology between a hub or a gateway and an end device to provide security. But it's going to be pretty hard to retrofit in the consumer world because most of those products are sealed and done. And, and what we're talking about is inserting additional functions or security elements that aren't already there. So again, if there is connectivity, um, you have the ability to communicate. Uh, but even that ability is a security exposure, if you think about it, if you were trying to deliver a new security element that wasn't already there. Uh, because the people who are attacking or unhappy with you or what have you, the hackers, they're smart too, and they know that if you're trying to deliver those sorts of things, that's a perfect time to intercept and gather the necessary information to continue whatever hacking or uh, invasions that they're trying to perpetrate. So if we were to stick to the industrial sector, which is where most of our folks play, um, what has to happen here? Is, is this something for your engineer, your repairman, your microprocessor vendor, uh, or all of the above? Um, it depends on the type of technology you're trying to use. Some, some of it needs to start right back at the semiconductor player or, or vendor who's providing the processor platform. Um, some of our partners, uh, like ARM, are already putting in technology to protect what we call on-chip or on-processor security. But it's when devices need to talk, that's the area that's still vulnerable and difficult to deal with in terms of identifying and authenticating. Because just imagine when you get that email that says, hey, it's Citibank, we need some information from you. How do you know it's Citibank? And it's the same issue for a device in the industrial IoT when it gets a command or a request for information. How does it know it's my owner? And you know, those are the sorts of things that, that we're looking to address and other people in our sector are looking to address. So in some cases, you can do that downstream. And depending on the processor platform, um, if you do have access, and again, it will require secure access, possibly physical access, to do some sort of update to a device if it's programmable um, and has certain characteristics that allow you to secure data on it. But in other cases, it's going to have to happen you know, at the manufacturer assembly uh, point where they're provisioning the functions of the device you know, for the industrial ID, IoT to add in those security functions um, and protection elements. That is very interesting. Um, just we're out of time here, but how much cost are, are, are we looking at to, to do something like that? So it's interesting you say that because cost is a huge factor. I mean, if you think about the cost to bring something industrial online, you know, we see numbers of, you know, 50 minutes to an hour. Uh, think of a smart meter where you may be installing millions of them and now add millions of hours. Um, so, you know, there are, there are numbers out there that say it can cost up to two times the cost of a device, and these are smaller IoT devices, to put them on a network. So there's a huge savings opportunity here as well as security. Um, but you could be looking at, you know, anywhere from, you know, several hundred dollars to many thousands if you have to do it physically and try to do each one. Um, if you have a more uh, architected approach, 
approach and use some of the security tools now available, you can bring it down to dollars or even cents, uh, depending on the device. But depending on what you're protecting, that's likely peanuts compared to what it would cost if, if there was a breach. Oh, absolutely. Breaches are hugely expensive. Again, anybody listening to this should think about whatever their data is and the value of their data and envision it in the hands of you know, somebody in North Korea or their competitor in the West Coast or in the middle of the country, what the value would be in having that data accessible you know, to the competition, so to speak, uh, versus the investment uh, and not even getting into what a potential disruption of their business uh, would cost them. So the costs are huge. Um, it doesn't usually cost that much, but again, security is something that we all take for granted, whether you're logging on to Amazon or your bank and you see the padlock show up in your browser. So um, some people recognize the value of it and will invest, um, and I think others, and again, in light of the world we're living in and everything being digital for the moment as we're all uh, working from our homes, um, will maybe add value to it and, and consider making the investment. Very good. Good stuff, Lewis. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate the opportunity, Rich. Stay safe. That was Lewis Parks. He is the CEO at Veridity Security, Veridify Security, sorry. And I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Lewis. Thank you.